to G to I to F to to G to I to F to Thank God it's first. Thank God it's first Friday. Hello, everybody. I am Brother Luke Rowicki. And I am Andrew Torrey. And it's another First Friday episode with TGIF. F. All right. So this episode is special because we're halfway through Lent, just about. Well, it's the second week of Lent, and we still have... It's already the third. Three and a half weeks plus Holy Week. Okay. So a little less. We're We're in the first third of Lent. Ending the first third. Yeah. And that means that... Approaching the first half. That means that Easter's on the horizon. And so... With Easter on the horizon, we need to have a lot of hope. And if you've been following our pretty new Instagram page, uh, we premiered it just about the time of our last episode, uh, the February episode with Father John Connor. Yeah, go and check it out, guys. It's it's on Instagram. It's T-G-I-F-F dot pod squad, P-O-D squad. Squad. That's all one word. There's no spaces in there. So T-G-I-F-F dot pod squad. And every day during Lent, we've been posting what's called Hope slopes and hope ropes, and we're gonna get that into that this episode, um, and that's because we're gonna talk about hope with the Pope. We're gonna talk about hope with the Pope. So if you've been following our posts on our Instagram page, they have this little logo, hope with the Pope, and that's our catchphrase because Lent is not just about sacrifices and not just about being glum and sad and having ashes on our mind it's definitely not about having ashes on your mind <laughs> but rather hope and the pope does a fantastic job of of raising people's spirits he's talking about hope all the time that's always the subject of his sermons he talks about staying young and being joyful and not getting bogged down by things and sharing the love and living charity so he's a good example so we've been uh trying to take his words from different speeches he's given homilies and documents and give them to you. Yeah, the Pope is amazing, y'all. Y'all got to go out and read what he says, listen to listen to what he says, watch his videos, read the documents. It's just he he's 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 there in Rome, right? He's here in Rome, and so he's far away, and he's maybe not a figure that's close to everybody. But we want to bring him to you because he's just an awesome guy. He's 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 the successor to Saint Peter. He's he's the guy who helps us. Um, keep our eyes on Jesus uh, in, in this earth. So, so you got to go out and read him. Pay attention to what he says. He's he's awesome. And that's why we're gonna talk about hope with the Pope. We're gonna, gonna talk, talk about, about hope with the Pope. All right. And so, what exactly is hope? Before we get into this very important subject matter. Well, Brother Luke, I would, if I were you, I would read the Catechism on hope because, well, before we read the Catechism on hope, I remember. Um, 10 or 11 or 12 years ago when I joined the Legion, we had a, it was the summer program, the candidacy, right? You and I were in the same, yes, we were the same summer program to discern if this was what God was calling us to, to be priests in the Legion of Christ. And we had a class uh, with uh, a priest about, I think it it was about like virtues or something. And I remember there was a question that came up, what is hope? And I was like, yeah, what is hope? I know what faith is. Faith is like, you know, I put my belief in God. You know, I, I believe that this happened and or I, or I entrust myself to him, you know, with my, my whole heart or love. Oh, everybody knows what love is, right? But hope is like this mysterious third virtue that people don't really know what it's about. It's kind of like the kind of like the Holy Spirit. Like every, we all think of the the Father is easy, the Son is easy, but the Holy Spirit's like a dove. It's like a like an ether wind. Yeah, like a ghost. Like what is it? So it's hope is kind of hard for us to to pick out. But when all else fails, go to the catechism. And great idea. Catechism number 
1817, so 1,817. It's in the section on, on the Christian life, on virtues. It's, it's a really good definition. It says, hope is the theological virtue by which we desire the kingdom of heaven and eternal life as our happiness, placing our trust in Christ's promises and relying not on our own strength, but on the help of the Holy Spirit. So that's what hope is. Hope is a virtue by which we keep our eyes on heaven and we don't get worried about, oh, am I going to get there? Because Jesus said that he would bring us there. He's going yeah, to prepare a place for us. And he's going to bring us, he's going to bring us there. He's, he's going to give us the means to get there. Yes. And he is the means. He says, I am the way, the truth, and life. So it's not that complicated, really. Like if I needed something to hope in, how am I going to get to heaven? Look to Christ. Look at the crucifix uh, in the mass. You're standing, you're kneeling right before he who is our very hope. And it's a beautiful definition and the catechism not only gives us beautiful definitions, but it also invites us to make those concrete and real in our lives. Like, how can I take this theological virtue about right. heaven and, <laughs> and make that something that really changes my everyday life? Okay, so the hope ropes we've been putting uh, in our posts, our daily posts on Instagram, are certain ways of making it concrete. You know, it's, okay, I have this fear. Okay, so then I do this good act. It's something very, very real and tangible. Okay. I was thinking, or we were thinking, what are my hopes for Easter 2021? And what do I mean by that? It's very easy to think about Easter and that's, okay, that's when I can finally eat chocolate again, or that's when <laughs> I'm going to get all my family and friends together. I mean, depending if COVID allows, and we're going to do an Easter egg hunt like we do every year. Okay. Those are all good things, but it kind of, they come and go. And then, and then it's like, okay, well, I haven't really changed or whatever. Why not make our hopes very concrete this year? Why not give a name to that thing which I really desire mm -hmm. or that or that bad habit or that kind of uh, slump or hope slope that right. I found myself in uh, right now and say, okay, this, this Easter, this is what I desire. So it's not just I put a name to it, but then I really desire it. It's something that I, I really see I, I could use, I, I need to be a better uh, spouse, parent, friend, brother, mm -hmm. person, or just child of God. We're going to, I want to try to talk about that. And so we can try to all put names to our hopes this Easter. That's right. And in this episode, that's what we want to do. We want to help make hope, uh, this, this virtue by which we look at heaven. We want to make this, this easier for all of us to understand. Like, how can I live hope in, in, in during Lent? Um, and the reason we picked hope, well, everybody knows that we, we could use a little hope today, right? Um, it's been, it's been tough. So that's, that's what we're going to talk about today. How do we make hope a concrete, uh, virtue? That, that manifests itself in, in our daily lives, especially thinking of, okay, Easter's coming up. Today is March, today's the first Friday, it's March 5th, right? And so we're thinking of Easter's a month away. So what can I do between now and Easter, having that on my horizon as a way to grow in hope? What, what can I do in my daily life? Exactly, exactly. And one way that maybe doesn't sound so concrete at first, but uh, if you'll bear with me, is make it biblical. Nice. So uh, last couple of weeks of, of Lent, I've been taking the daily readings of Mass, and I've been meditating on those, praying on those, and that's kind of been my uh, kind of program. Okay, so I'm going to be taking it, what the church has given me, as a preparation for Easter, all right? And many of us are probably doing that, or maybe if you're not able to go to daily Mass, maybe even just reading the readings, wherever it is. But there are certain attitudes we see in Christ, and this is kind of crunch time. The liturgy is talking to us about the most holy days of the year, which is Christ giving his life on the cross, and then the resurrection, as we all know, which is the basis of all of our hope. 
So why not choose one attitude of Jesus, okay, which uh, are these things that Pope Francis is always talking about as, as our uh, goals for Easter. So I'm going to hope in, for example, I see Jesus saying, uh, do not work for the food that perishes, but for that which it, um, endures for eternal life. That's in John 6, I believe. And okay, that that might speak to me in a certain way. Okay, let's let's put a, a name on that. Like, what is it that I desire? I, I desire to be a, a man of, of prayer. I desire to, rather than complain about the small daily things that really don't matter because tomorrow mm-hmm. they're already done, I'm going to rather, rather than complain, I'm going to thank God for that, that which is eternal. I don't know. Um, I don't know, but Andrew, if you have any other biblical examples that come to your mind yeah. of attitudes of hope, um, and that way we can make, like, just thinking, how can I make it concrete? What is my desire to have this Easter? To be a man of prayer is, is one that, I don't know, speaks to me. Yeah, exactly. There's a, well, one of the first examples that comes to my mind is the example of Abraham. Okay. The very beginning of, of the Bible uh, in Genesis. Um, everybody knows, we all know who Abraham is. Abraham is our father in faith, right? Um, he's sort of a common uh, fatherly figure, religious figure to, to, all, to not only to Christians, but also to Jews and to Muslims. And Abraham's story is really interesting because, well, if you, in, in, back in then, in, then in Jewish life, um, in, in ancient Israel, your hope was completely founded on, on children. And if you didn't have any children, you, you had no future. Like who, who, was all, who, who were all your lands going to go to? Um, or who was going to carry on your family name? Who was going to, et cetera, et cetera. So children were the great tangible sign of hope um, for the future. And Abraham and his wife, uh, they had no children. <laughs> they had no children. And they were getting up in years, like Abraham was probably in his 70s or 80s, I think. And he was like late. 770, right? They were, pretty, they were pretty old back then. <laughs> I don't know if it was that old. Maybe maybe he was. I don't know. He can check the math. But um, so Abraham was didn't didn't ha- had no hope because he didn't have any kids, and and so and so one day, so God God manifests Himself to, to Abraham, um, and He says, "I want you to leave behind your lands, uh, the Earl or Ur, no Ur of the Chaldeans." Ur, I don't know how you say it in English. U R is the, yeah. the, the spelling. We, we have all of our classes in Italian, <laughs> exactly. so but Andrew has that fresh that Italian pronunciation. I get all I get it all confused. Yeah, but God tells Abraham, "I want you to leave your land." So translation, I want you to to take away all, everything that you've put your hope in. All your securities. All your securities, everything. And I want you to leave and I want you to go to a land that I'm going to show you. So, <laughs> so it's not like, okay, I want you to go to this place, this specific place. I want you to sell your home and go to Russia. No, he's saying... Give, uh, saying, get rid of everything and and leave. Start walking and start walking. Yeah. <laughs> so he's he doesn't even know where he's going, and well, the, and the big thing that's on his heart isn't isn't like okay, I want to live in a new place. His thing is like I want I want a kid, <laughs> and so and so Abraham has to has to entrust his whole being and his whole family into into this mysterious plan, and so he puts all of his hope in God. Okay, I don't see clearly. I don't know where you want to lead me but you said to you said to go so i'm i'm gonna go we're gonna see what happens and i just as i wanted you to continue yeah. but i was just came to me we can think um we can, maybe we can even start thinking and like the wheels are turning in my head and it's like oh i would love this and then there's always that voice that says ah but that's impossible you know that's i could never you know form that good habit i could never be someone that goes to daily mass i could never be someone that doesn't complain i could never be um 
more patient with my my kids or my siblings or my friends. Um, I can never be someone that speaks about the gospel in public because people are going to laugh at me. And so like all of a sudden this this big hope that kind of was growing in my heart all of a sudden squashed and and smashed because reality like a reality check. Okay, so now let's pay attention what is what happens with Abraham um, because maybe there's something similar for him. Right. So there's a there's a really cool point at the story where where God tells so Abraham's making his journey, he's leaving his he's leaving the his, his land Ur of the Chaldeans. Um and and at, 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 at some point in his journey, um, he stops and he, he sets camp. Um, he's heading towards, you know, present-day Israel, right? And he, God tells Abraham, um, look up, look up at the stars. And, and if you can count them, such are the number of your descendants going to be. And, and everyone that you bless, I will bless. Everybody that you, that you curse, I will curse. Everybody who blesses you, I will bless. Everybody who curses you, I will curse. So every, all of the blessings of the earth are going to be as numerous as the stars in the sky, and it's all going to be linked through Abraham. So he's going to be the source of a, bless, a blessing for many nations, right? But the interesting thing is that in the biblical text, um, when God says to look up at the stars, uh, like five or, or six verses later, um, the God, the, the, not the gospel, the Genesis says, um, and then, like, the sun started to set. Meaning that when God had told Abraham, look up at the stars, it wasn't nighttime. It was still day. It was still daytime. And so <laughs> when he looked up, like, he couldn't see any stars. See, uh, Lord, um, <laughs> I could count them if there was at least one, but there's not even one. And so God's, God is asking him to trust, even though he can't even see the number of stars. And so, I mean, maybe he saw like this one star. I mean, I don't know, maybe it was like, but like, the point is that he couldn't see. Mm. And so, and so it's, imagine that, the, the, that, that risk that he has to take. And, but he's, but he's still trusting. He's still putting his hope in God. He's and still, why is Abraham our father in faith? Why is he this person that St. Paul talks about all the time in his letters and uh, this sign of hope for all of us still today? Precisely because of that, that he's an example for all of us in our daily lives, in the concrete circumstances, when it seems like there, there is no way out of this situation or there is no solution to this problem that I'm having. And God says, hey, look up at the sky. I know it's daytime. Count the stars. That is how I'm going to take care of your problem. That is how I'm going to bless you through this, through this issue. And all of us right now in COVID have certain situations with family members or friends or we're separated from people. Um, I just heard recently from uh, a friend uh, speaking to them on the phone uh, about her son and how everything, everything possible that like could have been an obstacle to her son, getting this um, spot in this school, getting this job that he needed to pay for that um, school, getting the apartment in order to live close to that school and close to the job that he could pay for the school and all these things. It was, it, it was kind of like impossible that it was all going to work out. And it all worked out. Are you serious? It you, all worked out. I thought you were going to say the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just incredible. It's like, the, and Praise I know this God. family is, is a family that prays and, and the son as well. Um, yeah, they were just telling me yesterday that like, and it's also because of COVID in the sense that all these things were able to, to work out the way that it did. And so we need to always like, we can't lose that hope that from all like the different bad situations and the things that are tough, right. that God is going to pull something even greater. He can pull something greater and he will. And so like, there's, there's always stars up in the sky, even if we don't see them. Right. You know? And continuing the story, 
um, as Ab- when God finally blesses Abraham with a son uh, that we know, Isaac, right? Everybody knows the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, right? That's the line uh, of the patriarchs in, in Genesis. And so one day, Abraham, Abraham has his son, he's walking with the son, and then God, God tells him, hey, I want you to go and I want you to sacrifice your son, Isaac. And then he sort of underlines your only son, comma, whom you love, comma, and, and, and make of him an offering to me, a burnt offering, like, you know, burn your child uh, on, on, the, on Mount Moriah or Moria, however you say it. And so <laughs> all of Abraham's hope was finally uh, fulfilled in the, the child that God gave Abraham. And now God is saying, okay, I want you to offer your son to me. Like, 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 what is what is what is the deal with God? Like, why is he? <laughs> is this some some cruel and unusual punish punisher? Like, what is what is going on here? And so, it's, and then we're gonna stop the episode there, cliffhanger. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We're gonna keep going. And then everybody dies. Is right? God evil? <laughs> next scene. Stay tuned for next episode. That no. would actually be a great episode. We should. That's that's the problem that we all struggle with. All right. right? So all you listening, if that. Um, certain theme maybe interests you like how how does god exist and they're still suffering or is god evil or does god is god amused by my suffering why isn't he doing anything if that's something you'll be interested in write to us facebook or instagram like we've already said yeah uh, send us a we're present there and let us know if that could be a cool future theme exactly your future or even if nobody responds we still think it's a cool theme we'll probably just do it anyways, <laughs> so. but still here, give us feedback we love hearing okay and and we're back so exactly thanks for that commercial so so God tells Abraham to sacrifice his son Isaac, and then we all we all know the story, right? Um, the Abraham walks with his son for three days. Can you imagine him continuing with that? Like he knows what he's going to do. He's walking with his son. Um, you know, Isaac has the fire. Abraham has the knife. They're walking together. Imagine what that must have been like for him. Um, that that three day journey toward, towards the mountain, um, knowing what he was going to do, and his son did, didn't know. Um, so anyways, he gets to the mountain and he's about to, to sacrifice his son. And then, of course, the angel of the Lord stops him and says, Abraham, Abraham, no, um, do not lay a hand on your, on your son Isaac. Now I know that you have placed your faith and trust in God, you know, something like that. Um, and then he says, um, behold, you know, oracle of the Lord or whatever, some, some solemn phraseology that indicates this is, a, this is listen up, this, yeah, is, this, this is going to be a, this this is a big deal. Because of this, because you sacrifice, you're willing to sacrifice your only son, whom you loved. Um, I'm going to bless you above, uh, beyond any other other man. I'm going to um, give you um, all of the whole earth is going to find the blessing in your name. If you could, if you could even count the the number of grains of sand, you know, on the earth, that still wouldn't be the number of your descendants. Um, and so, just all of this this metaphorical language to say, hey, because of this, the whole earth is going to be blessed through you just because of, of your amazing faith, um, which, which, was, which was something that the angel of the Lord was marveling at. Like, wow, I can't believe this, this man has this faith in God, this, the, putting all of his hope. And in, like, he sees all the grains of sand and he, see, he hears this amazing promise and he's just looking at his one son. He just has like, you can still say, okay, well, it's not like the story's over there. He's still gonna have to hope every single day and like in day in and day out, and yeah, that's that's an awesome attitude of hope that we can say, okay, well, maybe there's one thing in my life that I've sort of lost hope in. Okay, well, now this Easter is a chance to to get that hope back. And I, I've lost hope that this person's going to come closer to God. I've lost hope 
mm-hmm. that my um, this person will ever speak to me again. I've lost hope in this relationship that mm-hmm. it's kind of like the bridges were burned. And, you know, as much as I would like to repair things, it just it doesn't look right. like it's going to happen. Or again, things in my personal life, like I will never be um, the holy, able to, holy, for example, yeah, I'll never a saint. Be, yeah, exactly. I'll never, I'll never be able to do that. Okay, well, Abraham is telling us again and again and again. I loved how Brother Andrew told that story because there's so many cliffhanger moments mm-hmm. that we could have stopped and saved it for next episode. And you'd be like, oh, no, you, mm-hmm. could have, you couldn't mm-hmm. have been waiting. Or like the, wait for the next first Friday would have just been too painful, right? Like, too painful. Because there's so many cliffhangers and it's just back to back to back and Abraham continued trusting. Exactly. Commercial. Guys, you got to read the Bible. Yes. The Bible is amazing. Actually, speaking of Bible and podcasts, Father Mike Schmitz, if you're interested, yes. is doing a daily Bible reading and within the year he plans to read the entire Bible for him and all his listeners, giving really good reflections. I've listened to a couple episodes and I've been very impressed. Oh, good. Uh, he reads very well like different coming up like one episode he'll read from three different books different parts and then he'll give a reflection that kind of binds it all together and so it's and it's packaged very nicely it's maybe 15 to 20 minutes each episode something like that every day right yeah every daily episode guys you got to check that out that sounds awesome yeah so do that father mike schmitz there you go just look up his podcast yeah um i got to meet him a couple years ago oh really that's cool he's a very humble man he was a priest that was just asking us, hey, please pray for me. I have to give this talk. I have to do this. Because it was at the Sikh conference, um, big youth convention for college students organized by Focus okay. Missionaries. And so he was giving a talk that evening. And he was like, yeah, just pray for me because I hope this goes well. I hope that you know God can speak to these young men and women through me and all these things. Very humble. Good, good. Humble man. Um, yeah, so so going back to our, our daily, you know, concrete life, you know. Okay, that's great about Abraham, but what about me? You know, what about my situation um, well, well, I'll tell you what my situation is like, my brother Andrew situation. Um, I am like how, how I want to live hope during this Lent, um, to kind of like jar your own minds. Like, how can I, how can I live that? So I am, um, getting closer and closer to the priesthood, but it looks closer than I am to, uh, one year away, one in a year yeah. and a couple months away yeah. from being ordained a priest of Jesus Christ forever. Um, so I, I'm thinking more and more about like the type of priest that I want to be. And I am, lately I felt the Lord sort of tugging at, at me saying, you know, I want you to give me your heart more. Give me your heart. And, and just from different things that I've, reading, that I've been reading, different ways that he's been speaking to me subtly like he always does, um, I know that he wants me to be closer to him in the Eucharist. And so what I've uh, resolved during, during this Lenten time is to dedicate daily time, uh, more daily time to adoration. Um, now, the reason I mention that is because all of us have some sort of desire that we have in our heart, right? Remember what hope is. Hope is the virtue by which we desire going to heaven and, and placing our trust in, in Christ to, to get us there. So hope is like everything is... Everything is eventually going to be, everything's going to work out in the end. So there's no, there's no excuse for a Christian to, to become desperate. That's the opposite. Um, hope is, is the virtue by which we desire heaven and that we trust that Christ is going to make it, make it happen, right? So that means that all of the earthly problems that we experience just, <laughs> just pale in comparison to the glory that, that awaits us. And so, so we all have a, a, a profound desire in our heart for, for some something to to be better in our lives, some some aspect, um, 
some some way to be like Brother Luke was saying earlier, a better wife, a better husband, uh, better it's better student, whatever it is. Um, but we need to make this. We need to if if we have this goal in mind. Okay, this is what I'd like. I want to be a saint. I want to, I I want to be a holy wife. I I want to understand God's word more. Well, if I want to, if I working towards that goal, um, I need to take steps. Mm-hmm. Abraham had to had to go out to this land that he didn't even know. He just started walking, but he had to he had to start walking. He had yeah. to do like he had to pack up all his stuff. He had to he had to take he had to you know, convince his wife that it was going to be a good thing. Um, he had to get all his servants together and he has set out and go. So the same thing for us, we have this goal in our mind. Well, that means we have to like do concrete things. So for me now in Lent, the, um, it's like, okay, um, I want to be a priest that's in love with Christ and the Eucharist so that I can transmit him to other people. I need to be soaked with the light of the Eucharist. And so that means, okay, great. That's a wonderful idea, but that means, okay, at 5.30 today until 6 o'clock, I'm going to be in the chapel to, to, for adoration. And so that's, we need to like, and hopefully, and maybe, I hope I can be faithful to that. Maybe, maybe some days I, I won't be. But if I, if, I, if, I keep, if I keep the desire there, if I ask the Holy Spirit to keep on helping me, um, it won't matter if I miss a day or two or a couple. But as long as I, you know, I keep on getting up and trying again and again, then my hope will eventually become a reality. And so, so the same, th- if the same thing for, for, for all of us, if we have this desire in our, in our hearts, we have to figure out, okay, how can, that's, 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 that comes from God. How can I, how can I make this happen? How can I make this happen? Yeah. Yeah. And I was thinking too, like it's, it's kind of easy sometimes to have a disconnect between our faith and my daily life. Totally. So like taking those steps is, is something very important that can connect what I hear in a homily or what, uh, from a talk or from this podcast and my daily life. When I, when, I, when I arrive to my destination and the podcast finishes, now what? Okay, so making a concrete three-step program plan uh, to achieve that virtue or that, that uh, aspect of my life that I, I know God wants me to, to deepen in and, and get better and um, is one way to, to make that connection. I thought of this um, just last week as I was watching, if you all have seen The Chosen, if you haven't, it's a great... Great uh, series. It pre- I think it's, they have their own app, so you can download it and you can watch all the episodes for free. It's also on YouTube. And uh, this series about the gospel, um, they put things in context. They do such a good job. And there's this one episode of the Luke 5 when it's like Jesus calls St. Peter. There's a miraculous catch of fish that opens up Peter's eyes and then they drop their nets and they follow Jesus, right? But it's not so simple, and it wasn't so simple 2,000 years ago. And so those are the chosen. They got inspired, and they prayed about it, and they thought about it, I guess, because they created this, this whole context of Peter's in, like, a uh, really tough situation. He's got to pay the bills. He's really behind. He's in debt to the Romans. So, like, all these taxes that needs to be paid that he hasn't been paying. He's been avoiding it for a year. And then all of a sudden, his little brother, Andrew, comes running to him and says, hey, I found the Messiah. And Simon's like, great, Andrew. Andrew's the greatest apostle. <laughs> I think a little biased, but Andrew. <laughs> and uh, he is pretty cool, though. And, um, and so Simon's like, you know, I uh, would love to, you know, go meet your friend, the Messiah, but I have these things to do. And so I'm going to be fishing all day and all night until I catch something so I can pay some part of this bill so they don't confiscate my house. And, you know, my wife leaves me and all these things. And I thought, wow. Do I ever do that? Does, do I ever kind of put God on the back burner and say, look, I would love to pray right now. I'd love to, 
you know, be really, be really holy sometime in the future. But right now I've got my nine to five job or I've got classes all day or I've got all my homework assignments or I have this situation at school or with a friend or something. And there's this disconnect and we don't want that, but maybe we're not aware of it. And mm-hmm. that's why I mentioned it because it hit me when I saw that episode that I can fall into that very easily, that I can kind of compartmentalize my life. And that's something I think we've probably both heard a lot as legionaries that that's a danger that like you can, we do our prayers, we get up in the morning and we have a habit of praying and we have mass and then we go to class or like later on we'll be, you know, as at a parish or at a school. And so we'll be kind of like after mass is like go time and you, you know, mm-hmm. you, you prepare your things and you go off for the day. And as, even though we pray throughout the day, it's still easy to make those kind of two things almost separate. Mm-hmm. Like I have my prayer time, my God time, and I have my work time, my be with people time, my preaching time, my... right. And that's not the way that God wants it to be. If, if God, you know, Jesus became man and he walked with us and he accompanied us, he wants to, he's our friend. He calls us friends. And so a friend, you don't just like make a part of your life. Like you want to share your life with that person. And, and as priests, we're called to be spouses of the church. And we're called to dedicate our lives completely to Christ. And so just as like a husband and wife, they share everything. Uh, we as priests are called to share everything. But even as Christians, any Christian, any baptized person is meant to, to share their lives daily, moment to moment with Christ. Uh, so also I just, something that um, can help us to not to do that is taking these concrete steps. Exactly. So that what I hear in my prayer, what I hear in a, a nice spiritual talk doesn't just stay there in this realm of my God time, but that it becomes my, my life. Exactly. You hit the nail on the head, Brother Luke. It's precisely in those daily moments where God wants to come in. It's not like, okay, uh, 30 minutes before the day starts, okay, I'm with God, and it ends there. No, it continues. It flows into the rest of the day. But it's not like like when you're talking with people at the at the coffee pot at work or whatever, like, okay, um, hear this, you know, Jesus has come and was calling you to a life of whatever, you know, it's not like, it's not like you're going to jump on a soapbox and start preaching, but it's like, it's like the, the, the Pope Benedict has a great line. Hmm. He says, the one who has hope lives differently. The one who has hope lives differently. Um, if you're interested in, in, and, and hope and Pope Benedict, he, when he came to the U.S. in 2008. What you mean when you want to talk about hope with the Pope? When you want to talk about hope with the Pope. <laughs> exactly. In 2008, he came to the U.S. And his, his theme was Christ our hope. Christ our hope. Um, anyways, so you can, you can look up that, that visit. He gave a lot of speeches. He visited D.C., uh, New York, etc. Anyways. So what was I talking about? I lost my train of thought. Hope makes you live differently. Hope makes you live differently. Exactly. So it's in our daily lives where, where we're called to sort of live with that, that spark of, okay, this problem is, is frustrating or, or maybe, it's really, maybe these are really serious things. Maybe, you know, somebody, the worst thing you could imagine, um, somebody is, is, is struggling with a difficult thing or somebody's maybe died. We've lost, or, yeah, lost a loved one. Um, and that's, and that's really is a reality for a lot of people right now. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but we are, we follow Jesus and Jesus doesn't, I mean, Jesus is somebody who cries when, when, when Lazarus died, he cried. And so, and so we, we don't make light of suffering, but we have hope 
because Jesus defeated death. And death is the, is the worst thing that can, that can ever happen to anybody. It's death. No more life. Zip. Mm-hmm. Everything's over. And Jesus defeated that. He defeated it and he redeemed it. And now it's a passage to eternal life, you know. And, you know, I was just thinking, we've, we've been sending out these daily posts on Instagram uh, with very concrete action items, things that maybe can help you grow in hope. And I don't know, Brendan. Did you want to talk about maybe our favorites? Oh yeah, yeah, sure. So, so we've this. sort of um, we've sort of divided our our um, hope with the Pope uh, campaign into into like two two things. So one is like a hope slope. So something that something that sort of sucks the hope out of you, like a difficult thing, like like sometimes like um, fear, like fear or resentment or sadness, and like in like 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 a concrete ways that happens. So discouragement. For instance, exactly. So. So, for instance, one... Oh, you get to talk about your favorite one, and I'll talk about okay, my favorite Okay, so, so those are the hope slopes, like difficult things. And so the way we propose to get out of that, if you, if you go to our Instagram page, you can watch a, a really well put together um, doodling video of, <laughs> of, of this special character <laughs> who looks either like a potato or a, or a beanbag or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, my inspiration was <laughs> Mr. Potato Head from Toy Story. Exactly. So, so who is... He's, he's fallen into a hope slope, which is like this sort of like this uh, pit, I guess you could say, a hope slope. And to get out of that, he needs to he needs to climb out of it with a hope rope. OK, so every day we put a hope slope, something that's something that takes the hope away from you and then a hope rope. How to how to how to go against that. So example, one example, one of my favorites was um, hope slope, fear of not being enough. Mm. FOMO, right? Or is that FOMO? No, that's no, fear of missing out. No, that's FOMO. fear of missing out. So this is like F N B E. Fear of not being enough. Exactly. That might catch on. Fear of not being enough. Who hasn't felt that? You know, we all have we all have our ideals, we all have our, our goals and 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 we feel like we're not reaching it. Oh, I'm not enough. Or like I'm not holy enough. I'm not a good enough husband, whatever. Um we all have those fears. So how can we how can we go how can we go against that? Um well, one of the the hope rope we proposed for that day was Look at how big the sky is. Can't the creator of the universe give you the strength that you need? So here we are with mm. our with our problems, which are which are a big deal to us. But in light of in light of eternity, um, what are our problems? If look at look at all of creation. Look at how God has has ordered the universe. Look at the, the, even the even the sparrow has has a place to to, to lay its nest. Um, can't God g- give us human beings who are the crown of creation? Can't he give us what we need? Of course he can. And so whenever we feel uh, we're afraid of, oh, I'm not cutting it, not, not, not giving it at all, renew your hope. God, God, will, God put that desire for greatness in your heart and he's going to bring it to fulfillment. Amen. Amen. So look up at the sky and remember how how powerful our creator is, how loving and how powerful he is. Yeah. And what about you, Brother Luke? You have, you've, had, you've had some good hope ropes there and hope slopes. I'm going to go all the way back to hope rope numero uno. Number one. All right. So hope rope number one. So the hope slope, that whole week was fears. And then the second week has been sadness. And then this third week uh, that we're halfway through is about resentment, like, you know, holding mm-hmm. on to grudges. So this first one is another fear. And it's fear of not being appreciated. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's, uh, I'm doing all these things for people and no one notices and no one, no one cares. And, uh, and I'm, it makes me lonely. It makes me feel isolated. 
And so the hope rope says this, do a hidden favor for someone. Why did we propose that? Well, I think that not like wanting to be appreciated, desiring to be appreciated can actually take away from living life to the full because rather than doing something out of love, which comes from like from deep down in our hearts that I want good for this other person, or I want to be someone who's really um, making someone's life better. Instead, we're looking to be thanked, which is, eh, I mean, mm-hmm. that's kind of lame. It's kind of yeah. like, it takes away if I, if I'm just living every day to kind of be noticed, like if I'm taking a bunch of selfies and then I put them on, uh, you know, online and social media so that people say, oh, you look great or cool mm-hmm. or nice or awesome. Like, it's kind of shallow. It's kinda, yeah, it's a little bit shallow way of living. And so if we really want hope, this theological virtue, we need to go deeper. And so all of a sudden I'm saying, okay, I'm going to do a hidden favor of someone. That means I'm going to do something that's going to help them. And in a sense, it's not going to quote unquote help me at all. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that that is a life of someone who's, who's really fulfilled. Mm-hmm. That, that they don't need to, their value or their um, their happiness to be dependent on other people because it comes from something deeper. It comes from, I'm loved by God. I'm a child of God. I want to imitate. I'm a Christian. And so I'm going to do what Christ does, mm-hmm. which is lay down his life for his friends. So that was one of my favorite ones because I feel like it goes directly at this host up that a lot of us are in. Like when we're not appreciated and thanked, we mm-hmm. go around the rest of the day and like, oh man, I yeah. a person to thank me. You know <laughs> but I, I, want, I, I know I've done that. <laughs> yeah, you know, me too, all the time. And so to do a hidden favor, um, I would tell you what mine was but then it wouldn't be hidden. Oh, that's right. But I did do it and uh, and someone else actually appreciated it. So I kind of like took uh, away my thunder. You have to do another one. But the person <laughs> I did it for did not notice. So, um, well, they didn't know it was me. That's good. Uh, so those kind of things can help us, hopefully as we approach Easter, what we've said today, have a concrete desire, something that I really want to see fulfilled uh, April 4th this year, you know, that... Easter just isn't me waiting to so I can finally indulge again in some of those things that I've given up or even that I can enjoy some good family time, which is very important. Yeah, even but, more so these days. You yeah, know. but rather, how am I going to be different? How can I be risen with Christ? How this new life that Christ wants to give me? And that's why we've been hoping with the Pope. We're going to continue hoping with the Pope all Lent long. That's right. Um, so that this message of new life and of youth and of vigor and excitement and... Mm-hmm. Uh, can can really be can really define my life. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And so, folks, remember, we're talking about hope. Okay, hope. We said at the beginning of this episode, like, what is hope? Hope's kind of like a difficult thing to understand. It's simply, it's simply keeping your eyes uh, on where you're going, keeping your eyes on heaven, and 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 realizing that you can get there. <laughs> Jesus said, "I'm going to prepare a place for you." And, where, and when I come back, I will take you to myself so that where I am, you may be also. So amidst all of your the, the struggles, the, the uncertainties, the, the, the political instability, um, family members going through who are far from God or miscommunication in your family or your struggle with your own weakness, sin, all of that is, is hard. And Jesus has experienced it all. But he's also promised, hey, don't worry. You know, in the world, you're going to have trouble. But take courage. I've conquered the world. Amen. So with that, we invite you to join us on this journey of hoping with the Pope. 
Uh, check out again our Instagram page tjff.podsquad. Pod Squad. And uh, isn't that a great name, folks? <laughs> I love that name, Pod Squad. So podcast, we're a squad of people, right? Pod Squad. Yeah. You're, by the way, you're part of that squad. The squad isn't just Brother Andrew. And I. Exactly. Yeah. That's you what know, the, we want to invite you. Is all of those people that are following us, that are commenting, that are enjoying these podcasts and those posts, uh, and all those people that you're gonna invite to exactly to join exactly the, the idea isn't we're not creating this project so like oh like like this is a great look at us look at no, no. the idea no. is that we create this sort of um community where we help each other to to, to grow closer to jesus to, yes. to spread some hope and joy um we people there there's so much there's so many reasons to be hopeful and to be joyful and people aren't getting that message and so we're trying to we're trying to to, to breach through uh, and to bring that to people. So so help us do that. Yes. And remember, folks, that as part of the TJFF pod squad, we don't just do. We do quay. God bless.